Hey, 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 what's happening, y'all? Welcome to another episode of I Race, inspiring recovery actively through commitment to exercise. This is where we talk about exercising your mind, your body, and your soul. Welcome to I Race. You are tuned into I Race Podcast. Podcast. With your hostess, Candy Kane. Welcome to I Race. You are tuned into I Race. This is episode number five. Life is a race. I want to talk to you today about staying the course. I just recently completed the Sienna 10 miler on hand cycle. It was a foot race. But what that meant for me was an opportunity to ride a hand cycle with closed streets. I haven't got a lot of training in because my training schedule is kind of hectic. And you know, I got a lot going on medically, emotionally, and physically. And nobody wants to hear about that because everybody's got drama in their life. We all have some type of drama going on in our lives. It's not sunny all the time. Sometimes there are storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, sharknadoes, floods, mudslides, you name it. How often do I get an opportunity to ride and not be in fear that I'm going to get hit by a car? Although cars have killed people on a closed course, the likelihood is a little slimmer. How often do I get to ride in the street? Not very often. How often do I have an opportunity to ride without traffic lights? Not often. So you see why hand cyclists want to ride on a marathon course. I can see why. Well, I want to give a big shout out to Catapult for reaching out to Achilles athletes and allowing us to ride together as one. It brings awareness to the community and give us an opportunity to ride more than bike paths and sidewalks because we can't ride in the street like regular bikes because we can't be seen. Now, there's controversy between push rims and hand cycles because according to USATF, that's USA Track and Field, a push rim is a racing wheelchair, and that's what wheelchair users use to run. They don't have gears. Like, your legs don't have gears. A hand cycle has gears, like a bicycle. But I also understand why servicemen and women use hand cycles. First and foremost, the VA doesn't offer that to us. We weren't initially offered those types of things. And with the extensive damage done to our bodies, most of us can't bend over and do those things. And we don't want to be excluded from activities. So we have an opportunity to use a hand cycle. Some races allow us to have hand cycles while others choose not to. And that's fine. I'm just happy when we have an opportunity to use a hand cycle. I want to give a big shout out to Texas 10 Series, Sienna 10. I actually was able to run the inaugural in 2016, and I was happy to be back, but this time I was on hand cycle. They didn't have the hand cyclists separated by gender. That was okay. But it was so nice to have won an award. Sometimes we don't get rewarded for the things that we do. Sometimes we should have our own intrinsic reward. And it's okay to do things and not have a reward. Not necessarily an extrinsic award, such as a medal or a trophy. 
I say that life is like a race because I've learned many life lessons while racing. The first one I learned was your race, your pace. Remember that your life is your race. It's your journey to wherever it is that you're trying to go. You don't necessarily have to reach that goal at the same time as everyone else. Like when I grew up, growing up as a child, you basically have to find your husband between the ages of 20 or so. Get married by 28 because you don't want to have any babies by 30 because you're supposed to have your babies already. And then you get you a house. You're supposed to have this wonderful career. And everything has a timetable. Lies and garbage. Lies and garbage. And I say that because I went to college because my family, my mom and my dad, weren't afforded the same opportunities as I was. So college was a little bit different for them. And they, of course, wanted me to go to college, but I was not ready to go to college at that time. I needed a break. I needed some time off. I wanted to be Theo Huxtable and be regular people. I mean, literally, I wanted a Hyundai Scoop, a turquoise one. I wanted an efficiency apartment, and I wanted to work at Office Depot. I worked a little, I, I mean, hell, I was 16 years old, and I made $5 an hour when my friends was making two, three twenty-five. So my goal was to make it up the ladder and become an assistant manager. Of course, my folks were like, no, you're going to go to college. So I did. I went to college. I wasn't ready. I flunked out. I had a 1.36 GPA. I later went back to school after having broken my neck, a traumatic brain injury, and couldn't remember anything. But that's a whole nother story because I had to learn how to read. And that took me to another place. Was I on time? Like everybody else said I was supposed to be on time? No. I reached my goals when I was supposed to reach my goals, which were later in life. We are where we're supposed to be at the time we're supposed to be. That's all about faith or fate. So let me get back to this Texas 10 race. And there are four guys and there are four females in this race. The gun goes off and we take out. We take out like a bat out of hell. We're just flying. And I had to sit back and think, I'm not trying to race. I'm just trying to ride. So I slowed down and I said to one of my competitors, hey, go ahead and get in front of me because I'm not racing. And she explained to me she wasn't feeling well. She hadn't planned a race. And I was like, I know winning is important to you. So you just go ahead because I, I don't want to be bothered with that. I want to enjoy this ride. So she takes off. I coast for a little bit longer. And then I take my ride. I talk to my guide. I'm singing songs. When I got to a point somewhere around mile three or four, it's when you see the person that's in front of you because the course is coming back a little bit. And I noticed that I wasn't that far behind her. But yet I still was not trying to catch her. So we keep riding. And as we ride, we begin to encounter people, your elite runners. And it was easy to pass them. And then I found myself passing a guy on the course. He wasn't too happy that I passed him because I'm known to be a slow hand cyclist. I'm running this race while I'm riding this race. And then when we got to make the two loop turn, I was expecting 
to see the guys that were in front of me, but I saw no one. And I was like, well, dang, I really am going slow. Wow. Oh, well, well, maybe, maybe the other girls are behind me. Well, no, the other girls weren't behind me. Couldn't find them, so I didn't wait. So I rode my, my ride. I got back to the finish line. As I'm riding up to the finish line, I have to say a quick prayer because there's a guy having a heart attack on the course. And I'm not stopping, but I can pray and I can, I can pedal. So I did. I rounded the corner to cross the finish line, and there was a girl running. And I screamed to her, and I told her, you got this, you got this. You better not let me catch you. You better run. You better run. I'm on your heels. I'm on your heels. And she is like in a full-blown sprint. Looked like an Olympic run, okay? She got the finish, and I was like, good job. And I rode around. And I noticed that, you know, there were a couple of cyclists. Well, even the guy that I had passed was at the finish line. Come to find out, four of the people didn't make the full course. My competitor noticed that she didn't complete the course. After she finished, she rode around in the parking lot to make up mileage. Well, she was disqualified. She was not called to the podium to receive an award. The award was mixed. When I say the awards were mixed, I mean that there were male and females mixed together. So the first person to come through was a guy, and I was the second because I was not disqualified. When you complete a race, you have to complete the entire course from the time that they started to the time that you crossed the finish line. Now, how you ride or how you run that race is up to you. When you are in a race, oftentimes, you may choose to run at a ride with a friend that doesn't go the same pace as you. When you choose to give up your race, to stay with someone slower, that is now your race. That is the race that you were given. That was the race that you were supposed to run. Embrace that. Enjoy that. There is no talk of, oh, well, I could have finished in an hour if I wasn't riding with so-and-so. Or I could have run a 132 marathon had I not been running with Candy Cane, running her six-hour marathon. No, 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 no. You could not have done those things because that wasn't the choice that you made. We all have choices. Rejoice in that. You always benefit when you help somebody else. So my friend decided not to race, and that was my competition for the race, one of the fellow competitors. I say that lightly because I don't compete just yet. I'm not there. But she decided to hang back with the newbie because it was her first race. And what really helped me to see the impact we have on others was that she said to me, look at us three. We need to take a picture with all three of us together. And I'm like, okay, why? She said, because you motivated me and now I'm motivating her. What's that saying you always say? And I said, reach one, help one, motivate one. She said, yep, and that's what we're doing right here today. I wanted to cry, but you know, I'm a warrior. I had to hold it together. Life is so much more sweet when you share it with others. I mean, in life, you win some, you lose some. 
Sometimes you're going around doing donuts in a parking lot, trying to make up for lost time. Sometimes the win, no matter how much you want it, isn't for you. Maybe God has something better for you. Use every failure as a lesson. Instead of searching for a way to make that mistake right, spend time researching how you could be better, how you could avoid missing the turn that you need to officially win. Each day of our lives, we should strive to be better. Sometimes we need to get a little uncomfortable. Typically during a race, I stop, I adjust my music, I take selfies, and this day I didn't do that. I did continue to do my high fives, slap guys' butts, only the guys that I knew. Gave shout outs to some people. Gave a shout out to somebody that smelled really good on the race. On a side note, the ladies came up to me afterwards because they laughed. They heard me yell out, oh my goodness, somebody smells good. And they came up to me and they were like, it was a guy in the orange shirt. Because he had run past us and he was smelling good. And then a few minutes later, you come by and you're like, somebody smells good. And I got kind of tickled. And the ladies also thanked me from the on the course commentary. They said that it broke the monotony of each step that they took. I, I was really pleased. I cheered on runners, saying positive things to them. I sang songs and I was cognizant of the unaware runners. You know, the runners that run with both headphones in their ear, thinking I need this music so loud so I can get into the zone. And I get it. I truly, truly get it, especially if you're hurting because your body, true fact, your body can only process one type of stimuli at a time. So if you're in pain and you're hurting so bad that you don't feel like you can keep running, if you turn your music up, your brain is now attending to the loud music in your ears. You need to always be aware of your surroundings. Stay alert, stay alive. That's something that we learned in the Army. Stay alert, stay alive. And many of us are unaware of our surroundings and we're going through life with blinders on. We have two earbuds in our ears and we're tuned in to that. And we don't notice that we're about to get hit by hand cyclists. Of course, I was aware and I knew what was going on and I was prepared for that. But what I'm doing on this course is getting my exercise, I'm socializing, I'm living life, and I'm spreading awareness. Even though you are in pain, even though you're suffering through cancer or whatever your disease is that no one's ever heard of, I know that you're hurting. You really feel better when you move. And I learned that contrary to what you believe, the more you move, the better it is. I have arthritis or something going on in my right hand. And it's awful. It gets stuck into a position and it hurts. And when I move, it still hurts. Sometimes I do things and I'm moving and I don't even remember that it hurts. Sometimes and then sometimes I just have to, you know, take some medication. I try not to take as much medication as I used to. I mean, I used to take 32 pills a day. I may take a painkiller, but I have to be in excruciating pain to do that. I mean, I also have plantar fasciitis and a heel spur in my drop foot. And I've run at least 30 half marathons with that. Spastic, quad, and my weak hamstrings. I know I don't have to do it. And you don't have to do that. But find something that it is that you can do and do it. 
I don't know how you can do it, but I do know that it can be done. I know everyone's pain level is their pain level. It doesn't mean that your level 10 is not equal to my level 10. It doesn't mean that your level 8 is my level 10. But I do know we all have choices. And I choose to live a happy life and do what I'm doing. You can either choose to live with excuses or live by example. I've heard people say, well, Candy came down hurt as bad as she says she be jumping around. And, and I'm just sitting back listening and I'm like, baby, I got burning flesh pain. I got stabbing pain. I got laceration type pain. I got constant muscle contractions. I don't know what kind of pain you living in, but for me, that's extreme. I mean, I had the good drugs. This before everybody was going out to the dispensary getting weed and CBD oil and rubbing it on your bodies. Man, I was getting the good stuff. I mean, I seen that that's not good stuff. I don't use it, so I don't know. But I do know that taking the medication was messing up my internal organs and I needed to stop it. I needed to find something else. And so that's why I, ex I exercise my faith, really exercising more of my mind, body, and soul. My priority was my son. When I was taking all of those drugs, I will never forget. I'm glad um, there was no CPS to be called in Germany. I remember my son was probably two or three. And I came home and I medicated because I couldn't really medicate at work because I was in the army. And I did take the 32 pills, but and I, I just tried to deal with the pain. I would sometimes have to take it for my migraines. I was hospitalized for my migraines. And this one particular day, I will never forget, I came home, I took some medicine, I went to cook him a meal. Thank God I took the, the food off the stove because he's too little to put out a fire or to call 911. And he had a little shelf in the refrigerator that had pudding and jello in it. And it was a low, uh, area where he could reach it because I didn't always want to get up and go into the refrigerator. But he learned where to get the stuff from and he knew he could only have one a day. Well, this day he was hungry. I put my head on his lap because I figured my head weighed about eight to ten pounds. And he was a little guy. And that would keep him seated there while I just slept for about 30 minutes to an hour. Well, when I woke up in that hour... He had eaten six puddings, six jellos, and was laid out in his bed sleeping and needed a diaper change. And that scared me shitless. Excuse my French, but that scared the life out of me. It hurt. It really hurt. I um, still bring tears to my eyes to this day because I was like, I am a bad mom. I suck. That was the day I stopped taking drugs. That was it. I mean, we're not talking illegal substances. We're talking doctor prescribed medications. I stopped taking them. It was more important for me to raise my son than it was to live without pain. We're going to take a break. Find your priority. What do you want to do? 
My priority when I was at my low point was raising my son. I spent time with him. I was a Boy Scout mom, the den leader, the football mom, the basketball mom, the tennis mom, the band mom, the swim team mom, the water polo mom. He didn't live in front of the television. He wasn't babysat by the phone. Back then, we didn't have phones. We may have had phones, but they weren't like this. We had Game Boys and handheld games. He had every one of those jokers. But his playing time was limited. You get it when I go to the doctor's office. You get it when I'm visiting old folks. Because you're not supposed to be in grown folks' business. You get it as a reward for something. But in this car, we're singing songs. We're playing games. We're talking to each other. We're learning some things. My time is limited to talk to my friends because I need to raise you. That's my job. That was my priority. We talked. We looked at things. The computer system was played when I said he got to play it. It wasn't played in the middle of the night because he didn't have access to it. I had it in my bedroom underneath my pillow just in case he thought he might want to sneak and play. I'm a parent and my job was to raise my child, not my child to raise me. And honestly, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Religiously speaking, if it had not been for God. But my son was my tool. I was cleaning out my closet and I found a hat that said Trevor's mama on it. And I had to laugh because that was my identity. And my identity was attached to somebody else. People referred to me as that. I was the chauffeur, the disciplinarian, the playmate, the mom. And in being a mom or being a parent, the hardest thing to do is to watch your child suffer. I mean, being a sister or a brother, I don't have any siblings, but I know if you truly love somebody, you don't want to watch them suffer. And it's hard to watch them fall on their face, but you have to allow them to fall. You can't cut the course. You can't cut the corners to help them win. Because at the end of the day, they aren't the winner. The person that stayed the course is the winner. The person that endured all that needed to be endured and reached the finish line is the victor. They have to learn to fall in order to get back up. Just like you have to learn to fall down and get back up. Whatever it is that's holding you back, that is you falling down and you're in such a hurry to get to the finish line that you're cutting a corner. Dust yourself off and try again. Isn't that what Aaliyah said? Every time you fall, you don't have to quit. You don't have to quit because you had a bad day. Because you ate some candy on your diet. Because you hurt. Because your loved one died. You keep pushing on. You will recover. Some recoveries are longer than others. I am still recovering from my accident 20 years ago. You lose some, you win some. You don't cuss people out when you lose because you feel like they cheated you out of something. You regroup, you get better, you do better. You train in secret, you do whatever it is that you need to do. You don't post all your trainings and you're trying to win. Elite athletes don't do that. They train behind closed doors. And in life, you don't show everyone 
what's going on and what you're doing. Now, if you're like me and you're trying to motivate somebody and to get them moving, then by all means, share your ups and downs. I'm going through right now and I can't run like I used to. One lady said to me, it's because I ran too much. Could be, could be not. But no matter the reason, I'm still moving. I'm walking my last few half marathons. I'm still out there and I'm going to be out there as long as God allows me to breathe and move. Everyone is not a Christian and I understand that. I can only speak from my faith. I can only speak what's in my heart. And I believe I've been put here to worship and edify him. And I want to do that physically moving. I don't have to, but that's the way I want to do it. And if it's for me, it will be. You may not believe that, and that's fine. You may not be able to move. Everybody's not able to move like I move. Like the doctor told me, you were fortunate to be able to move and use what you have with the injuries you have. And, you know, I wanted to tell him something else, but my response was, I'm not fortunate, I'm blessed. And I'm thanking God and I'm thanking him every day. I have the ability to move. But when I no longer have this ability to move, I will still be happy and I will still be praising my God because I am blessed. And I have always been blessed. My life did not truly start until after my accident. I didn't get three degrees until after my accident. Now this past week, I didn't do any exercise or any movement. I was cleaning out my closet every day, hauling bags of clothes and shoes out of my house. The day before the race, I was dragging and pushing a deep freezer with spoiled food out of my house, through my garage, and down my driveway. I was in excruciating pain doing all that stuff. But I didn't have anybody else to help me. You couldn't tell that I was hurting or in pain on Sunday. Sometimes you miss a workout or two. Sometimes it puts you in a bad mood. But sometimes you just need to take a break. And it's okay. I know that with my pain level, sometimes I have a short fuse. And I think I need to make a public service announcement right here about pain. Just know, you cannot come up to somebody in pain with some trivial stuff and not get cussed smoothed out. If you want to hear me drop some serious F-bombs, wait till my pain level is about 7, 8 and climbing. When you see me walk away, don't chase me. Allow me to move around. I'm one of those jokers that like to bust you in the face. You know, brass knuckles are legal in Texas. But I also know that I'm black. Assault charges, attempted manslaughter, manslaughter, and stuff like that will stick on me. So I really don't want to have my little handicapped self go to jail which means I probably won't pop you in the face, but don't push me. That doesn't mean that I don't want to pop you in the face because I know who I am and whose I am, and I try hard to do the right thing. But don't push me because I'm human. And don't push your loved ones because they too are human. I try to stay positive, speak positive, but if you come at me with some nonsense and you expect me not to respond, you better think again. That's just not fair. I'm trying to walk away because I want to save your life. Don't chase me. And baby, let me tell you, that blood sugar drops. My patients are real thin. 
That hangriness is real. I was hangry before they started making Snicker commercials. Ask anybody that's ever traveled with me, and they'll let you know. I got a battle buddy named Nate, and a couple years ago, we were at a race, and I was, I guess I was looking like I was about to test stuff up. I don't know. But he was like, man, we need to get up out of here. We need to go get a fool. You know that girl cut a fool. She don't get nothing to eat. And another runner was like, well, how do you know? And they were like, man, you never seen her? You never checked her out at a race? Again, people don't pay attention to their surroundings. To all you, pay attention to your surroundings. These people today were running, rocking it out to headphones, about to get run smooth over. And I'm blasting my music. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And people still are not moving out of my way. But that's okay. But my job wasn't to run them over or hurt them. My job was to spread the good news and bring awareness, inspire and motivate through how God has worked miracles in my life. That's about all that we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you need a daily injection of motivation, some inspiration, check out my iRace Facebook page and give me a like. Follow me at Kane Runs on Twitter or Candy underscore 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 Kane on Instagram. I'd like to hear from you. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear on this podcast. Have a great week and try to get in at least two sessions of 30-minute exercise. Try something you haven't tried before.